Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Christine McVie, Fleetwood Mac, passing away after a very short illness, only 79 years old. And uh, band members, Stevie Nicks, saying, didn't even know she was sick up until this weekend. So, I don't know. The family has not released uh, what she passed away from, but uh, certainly a a huge part of Fleetwood Mac. I mean, she did write Don't Stop. So, you know, if you're going to write one hit in your life, that's a good one to write. She Mm. probably could have packed it in right there and called it a career. She was with the band from the uh, from the early 70s, and of course, uh, that Rumors album still one of the all-time biggest-selling albums of all time. A buddy of mine has a theory with uh, Fleetwood Mac and Rumors that if you're trying to get a leg over, if you go through a bottle of wine and you're already old, through side one of Rumors and you're not having sex yet, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried. I haven't tested that right. theory, but he claims it, he claims it's the um, ultimate makeout album. So. Uh, yeah, and this is interesting, I think. Christine McVie, her last name was her marriage, uh, married name. Right. But she was married to bandmate John McVie from 69 to 1970. One year. Really? And she stuck with the uh, the married name. Right, yeah. I know people who have been married for decades get divorced and they go right back to their maiden name. <laughs> now, that was kind of interesting. Anyhow, uh, to the uh, to the members of Fleetwood Mac, that is a, that is a shame. 547, your pallies, Craig and Lucky. We've already given away one set of Big Sugar tickets. Next week we'll be uh, gabbing with uh, Gordy Johnson. He's going to join us. Okay. For uh, for a chat next right. week as we make our way towards the, uh, the Big Sugar show. And we're one sleep away from Big Rack. Oh, that's tomorrow night. That is tomorrow night. Yeah, we're into December. We, we are forgetting here. that. It is the first. This is um is is a great day and an awful day um for for some adults. Because, one, if you've got uh, your beer advent calendar from Broad Street, mm. you get to uh, crank that open and get that going today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've got young kids, the elf on the shelf will make its reappearance. Does that start today? Uh-huh. Which means a uh, whole month of hiding things. Now, you're at that you're at that interesting stage right. of the believe or not believe anymore. Where yeah. are we at? Uh, I think uh, whether or not they do, they will not admit for fear of not uh, getting gifts in the end of it. Right? Yeah. You, you reach that stage when you get to the, the, the tween years mm-hmm. where, I, you know, I'm sure they've, they've heard from other friends at school who found out years ago or whatever it may right. be. Um, or are saying this and that. They're hearing rumors and stuff mingling around. But you know, will they admit at home mm-hmm. with the the fear of not <laughs> of not having some gifts arrive? Probably so does, not. Does the elf still uh, make a show at your yeah, place? I think the, I think the elf is making an appearance uh, today. Yeah. See, uh, it'll be maybe because Evan's twelve, right? Yeah, thirteen. So thirteen now. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure he doesn't believe anymore. Right. Well, again, um, he, I, but he's acting it out. He will. Yeah. He will play. It, and I'm sure not spoiling things for his brother will be a threat at some point either. So. Well, there's oh yeah, I remember that. My parents handing me that little gem, saying, "Look, yeah, here's the truth, Craig. Now don't tell your sister. Did you don't ever you ruin uh, this for her? Did you ever sneak to to find? Uh, oh yeah, I played with toys constantly. <laughs> 
I remember <laughs> my parents were so impressed with me. Remember, uh, it was, I was, I don't know how old. It was a little football game where it was just the little red lines that ran yes, across the screen. Right, yeah. So my parents got me one of those for Christmas one year, and I found it hidden. And I played with it. I figured out how to get it out of the box perfectly, get it back in the box. Every time they were out, I was playing with it. And come Christmas Day, they were amazed that I had it mastered. They're like, holy cow, Craig. <laughs> one, you've got the high score already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, your initials are already in it. I've already ruined the batteries. And two of the batteries are gone. Yeah, there's stains, there's food stains all over it. I'm going to return this, Mom. Well, I would predict that in the next year or so, if Elf on the Shelf is still on the shelf, one of those boys is going to start putting it in compromising positions. <laughs> We're heading into uh, the silly season, the expensive season. You got to buy gifts, and you got to figure out who you're buying gifts for. How much are you going to spend? And when it comes to dating, that can be difficult. It can be tricky, because what if you buy someone a gift that you're dating, and they don't buy you a gift because maybe they don't think you've been dating long enough, or it's serious enough? Um, and people were asked about how long you should be dating somebody before you're willing to cough up some cash. For a Christmas gift. Okay. And it seems that anything under like seven months, people would spend exactly zero. So you got to be dating more than seven months. So, so six months into a relationship. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Yeah. And you're giving nothing. Nothing. And you're getting and you're nothing in return. Nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> that seems so old school. I mean, relationships, you know, start and get and progress very quickly. Oh, people are having sex before they know each other's last name. <laughs> Probably their first name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen, my thinking is if I was dating somebody, you know, as I am right now. Um <laughs> And, you know, we're really into it. It's it's only four months. It's been 30 years. No, no, no. This is, this is a new one. Oh, gotcha. Four months. Uh, I'm really, you know, into it. Um, no, I think, look, it seems, if my memory is correct, that when you uh, first are dating somebody, it's kind of, in a lot of ways, at its most exciting. Gotcha. Because you're just figuring each other out and, and you know, they're not rubbing you the wrong way yet. And they're actually rubbing you the right way. I mean, <laughs> you would think for that rubbing, they should get a gift. Right. Um, now, is there is there a recognized difference between seeing someone and dating someone? Like, are you officially dating someone? Does there have, does there have to be a conversation about this? Or does there have to be a conversation the other way about, hey, you're not getting me anything, are you? Like, right. so I don't have to get you anything? That's a weird one, right? I would think if you've been in a relationship for more than two months, like uh, that you consider an exclusive relationship right. dating, you, if you're not giving a gift, you better have one prepared to give <laughs> and yeah. ready to go wrapped and on the ready and not like an engagement ring. That's a bit forward. Yeah, don't show up in your grandmother's wedding dress. <laughs> right. But just have a, a, a just in case. Mm -hmm. Keep the receipt if you like. Yeah, you can return or it. Or hang on to it or, or wrap it in uh, non-denominational paper. <laughs> so it doesn't say birthday or Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> just find a nice silver paper of some sort I guess and wrap it in that. Just try to remember that it is the season of giving. You're not supposed to be getting or wanting or right. demanding. So if you're dating someone and you get them something and they don't get you something in return, they're probably going to feel a lot worse about it than you're and upset you didn't get something. But it depends on the level of gift as well. Again, if you're going out and buying, you know, 
thousand dollars worth of jewelry. A brand new car. Right. Right. <laughs> Something a little over the top. Yeah. Or, or recognized as being expensive. Mm. Uh, probably not your best call. You want a little small trinket. Yeah. Chocolates, flowers. Yeah, an appropriate gift. Yes. Anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> not a great Christmas gift. Well, this is not good. You know, during the pandemic when there was so much homeschooling and, and we uh, talked a lot about uh, young students and uh, certainly anybody in the elementary or high school uh, part of their education, how they were struggling, not getting good grades, uh, socially tough for them and not being able to be with friends and mental health and all of that. And we had real concerns. But Turns out the young children and the high school kids weren't the ones we needed to be most concerned with. It was um, hot female college students. And, you know, we should. <laughs> they, they struggle. It's not an easy life being a hot female college student. I know I was one once. <laughs> <laughs> um, a study found that hot female college students stopped getting such good grades once remote learning happened. Researchers tracked the grades of more than 300 college kids before and after the pandemic hit. And the people and people had to rate how attractive each one was from a photo. Turns out the most attractive ones, women and men, were getting slightly better grades in certain courses before the pandemic. But some of their grades dropped significantly once remote learning kicked in. <laughs> it only applied to classes with lots of student-teacher interactions, so right. classes like math and that type of thing. <laughs> One of the theories, basically, is that uh, creepy old professors who yeah. want to get with them just couldn't during uh, <laughs> lockdown. Fine, you got to see. <laughs> that is so great. So remember, when you're thinking of the young students and the struggle when they work from home don't think of the high school kids and the young kids think of the hot college girls they're the ones that are having the real problems celebrities who had uh, everyday odd jobs before they became famous okay. for example whoopi goldberg she worked as a morgue beautician wow after seeing an ad in the paper she's also a licensed beautician for living people Okay. Taylor Swift, her family lived on a Christmas tree farm growing up, and her job was to pick the praying mantis pods off the trees so they wouldn't hatch inside people's homes. Well, I mean, was that her job? She Did she start when she was like 14 or 15 or something like that? So yeah. she didn't have that job for very long. No. Maybe one of, she should have written a song about that. <laughs> <Sorry>. Oh, praying mantis. <laughs> uh, Megan Fox, she worked at a smoothie shop, which included dressing up as a giant banana. Wow. With a lot of bananas coming in there that store, too. I turned into a giant banana. <laughs> Tom Hanks sold peanuts and pop at a baseball stadium when he was 14. Christopher Walken was a lion tamer when he was 16. What? Yeah. <laughs> you, lion, <laughs> settle down. That's my Christopher Walken. That's not bad. It wasn't no, bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. You. I don't know. It's getting worse. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, that was turned into Yule Brenner all of a sudden. Chris, uh, Ashton Kutcher worked in a, a cereal factory sweeping Cheerio dust. He also skinned deer in a butcher shop. Um, Matthew McConaughey spent a year in Australia as an exchange student where he would clean out chicken coops. Okay. That's got to be fun. Uh, speaking of Matthew McConaughey, he's number one on the list of uh, People Magazine's People of the Year. It's because of what he did with Uvalde when the school uh, shooting happened. That's, of course, his hometown. And he went and met with the uh, victims' families. He also spoke at the White House, and it is credited with giving, helping to pass federal gun legislation. 
Quinta Bronson created the sitcom Abbott Elementary. She's number two for People's Magazine People of the Year. It's a uh, sitcom on ABC. She won an Emmy for it. She wanted the show to uh, be inclusive to all generations and have parents and grandparents alike laughing at the same jokes. Hmm. Jennifer Hudson launched her new talk show to create a platform where everyone feels included. She's also the youngest woman to achieve EGOT status, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Okay. And Mila Kunis, when Russia invaded Ukraine, she and Ashton Kutcher raised money for uh, refugees. They've raised $37 million to date. And, of course, Mila was born in Ukraine. Right. Uh, Chevy Chase went all Clark Griswold on Tuesday night, lighting a massive Christmas display at a restaurant in Chicago. And then he drove off in the old family truckster. <laughs> <laughs> and the poor old dog leash, Dinky's leash from the original vacation, still hanging off the bumper. <laughs> That's perfect. That would have been fun to see. That's a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite still to this day, I howl, is when the granny died and you see them driving in the rain. She's wrapped up on the hood of the car. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, and yesterday we told you the story about how Metallica said to themselves finally, why are we being so snobby about our music? Let's just ha let everybody add it. Let's have everybody introduced to it. And, of course, let's make lots of right, money. Yeah, they're not doing it for free. No. Well, here's something they're doing that is definitely not cheap. Uh, for their Metallica's M72 tour next year, they're going to uh, be doing two shows in every city on the tour with an entirely different set list at each one and a different opening band each night. Wow. But they're offering some different experiences. Um, the biggest one, the most expensive is the private platform experience. It costs just over $7,200, but it's for eight people. You get a private viewing platform, a cooler of pop and beer, and access to a pre-show party. Uh, merch items will show up for everyone in the group, and the ability to pre-order the merch and have it delivered to you so you don't have to stand in line for it. That's for $7,200. Holy so cow. So whatever that is between eight people. Right. Um... But still almost a grand a person, basically. Yeah. Um, then there's the cheapest one, which is the early entry general admission package. It starts at $414. You get to go in and clean the bathrooms in the uh, arena. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you get early access to the general admission section for both shows, plus a limited edition piece of merchandise and a drink. And then there's the middle package, which is the snake pit, which is a standing location in the middle of the stage. Hmm. Yeah. Won't be coming to Toronto, though. Nothing so far, in Toronto, huh? Uh, world Tour. Uh, two Canadian dates. Montreal. We'll play Montreal twice. This isn't a bad trip. And then Metallica yeah. get a lot of history in Montreal, too. Yeah. Uh, and then they're playing Edmonton uh, hmm. in August. We're spreading but, it out a bit, then. Yeah. But this all starts uh, as of, like, April next year and expands into September of 2024. They'll make Toronto eventually. <laughs> it, it's on the list. Heard this a very nice story about a couple seniors. Uh, she's 71. He's 78. Uh, a year ago, they met in the uh, an aisle at a grocery store. In the condiment aisle, to be exact. She was looking for some mayonnaise. And uh, he was looking for whatever he was looking for. And uh, they found love okay. as well. And so a year later, they decide they're going to get engaged. going to get married. And uh, she decides that she wants the engagement to happen in the aisle where they met at the grocery store. Oh. And here they are talking about it. He goes, I'm going to go get you an engagement ring. And I go, yes, sir. I said, you know, we met there. 
he wants to propose to me. I said, I want him to do it in the condiment aisle where we met. And she looks beautiful. You can cut that part out. Of course she's going to cut it out. But and she has to know how I feel. Told him, I said, well, we don't have that many more years. Let's just do something dumb and stupid. Out with a bang. Now, all a very nice story, but I don't need to hear about your going out with a bang. <laughs> Okay, Grandma and Grandpa, I want you to enjoy your marriage and all that that entails, but you keep your bang to yourself. Surprised they remembered where they were. <laughs> I'm sure there's a good mayonnaise and senior citizen joke as well. But right. That's just rude. Anyhow, congratulations to the, uh, to the new couple. Uh, it is uh, very frustrating when you spend a ton of money on any event, be it a sporting event, a, a concert, and you have, like, really unruly fans around you. Now, more so, I think, at a sporting event. When you go to a concert, you have to expect people to be up and jumping and singing and dancing and probably being a little unruly. Mm. But sometimes it can get truly annoying. Like, if you're at a Leaf game and maybe you got your kids, that's even when it's worse. And there's some buckethead who's just dropping F-bombs every two minutes and right. screaming at the players. And um, So people were asked about uh, the rudest fan behaviors. And the number one response by far is standing and blocking your view. Okay. Now, when a big play happens, like in baseball, big you know, home run, of course everybody's going to be up and cheering. But, yeah, you'll always get those guys who are constantly standing, spraying their beer everywhere, screaming at everyone. Right, yeah. Um, other uh, upsetting things, rude sports fan behaviors include getting drunk, cutting in line, heckling, blocking the aisle. Not attending to their children, using profanity, squatting in seats that aren't theirs, repeatedly leaving their seats and talking on their phone. Okay. Yeah, the repeatedly leaving their seats one, you know, because those seats are really tight yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. You've constantly got to get up because one guy's passing you all the time, or you're you know, shoveling stuff along from the vendors yeah. constantly back and forth. It gets very annoying very quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, there are instances, one just happened recently, I think in Winnipeg, where like pure fights just break out. At a hockey game? Yeah. Wow, it seems uh, that's usually an NFL thing. In, in the stands. No, it, it happens. And it happens a lot. I, I've seen it in rinks. Uh, a lot of times between clashes between uh, separate fans. I'm sure. Uh, supporters of their teams. It is. It does. It is amazing. How passionately we take these things, mm -hmm. right? And not only the support of your team, but you know, coaching from the stands. Mm. <laughs> People will yell at players, and and even yelling at your kids, they can't hear you. No. They're not listening to you. And the players on the ice aren't listening to you when you tell them to shoot. Yes, they know it's their job. They're paid millions of dollars to do it. They have an idea of what to do. Speaking of shooting, that. Uh that uh, Mitch Marner. You know, it's funny with him tying this record. What's funny about it is that it, he ties Daryl Sittler, and of course Daryl, one of the all-time greats. But the other on that list is is Ed Ol Ed Eddie Olchuk. But Eddie there's o. a name that doesn't come up in a lot of stats discussions. Right. I mean, he still works in the business and broadcasting, yeah. but um, and had a great career. Mm. Of course, first in, in Pittsburgh too, uh, where he played. It, it doesn't come down as one of the leaf greats, but I think probably one of the many Leafs that had probably played his best years before becoming right. a Maple. Like, he's not going in that row out front no, anytime no, soon. No, I don't think you're going to see the Eddie O statue anytime soon. We're, uh, we were uh, talking last night uh, about Mitch Marner and, and this little streak, and it reminded me 
of all the chaos that went on. Remember when his SUV got stolen? Right. And yeah. him and his girlfriend were at like Sherway Gardens or something. And how the whole city went became private detectives <laughs> looking for this SUV. I mean, cars go missing every day. Children go missing every day. Nobody cared. Not Mitch Marner's Range Rover. <laughs> his Range Rover well, gets stolen and everybody loses their poop. Wasn't that long ago either the people, you know, the those Toronto fans that, that are screaming were screaming that he'd be gone. Mm-hmm. And, and how quickly they're... Their voices turned no, to sure. that. Yeah, but you know the other thing I, w- I will say they did the the ceremony for Boreal last night. Oh, did they? Um, and uh, they did. Yeah, twenty one seconds of silence to start. I thought it was really cool. That crest that they're going to wear in honor of him is awesome. It's so are they wearing it all season? So well done. Oh, for nice. The remainder of the season. Oh, but, nice. Uh, it, it is a, a yellow and blue. Maple leaf with Borea written through it, yeah. and then the crown on top of the leaf for the king. I thought it's so well done, and mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I suppose they had thought about it prior to it happening, what they would do, but they got it together very quickly, and it looks really good. And I'm sure they'll make some money off of it. I'm sure they'll sell a few baseball caps with that logo or oh, jerseys well, with that logo. And perhaps uh, some of the money raised from it going to ALS research, too. Yeah, or just into Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment <laughs> Pockets. <laughs> Uh, just before the news at the bottom of the hour, we were talking about uh, Boreas Solming in the uh, patch that the Leafs are wearing. Yeah. And uh, you have found out that, indeed, those patches are going uh, to charity. Uh, absolutely. They're going to sell the Maple Leafs Sports and Entertainment. They're going to sell those patches uh, for the remainder of the season. And uh, all of the net proceeds will go to ALS Action Canada. Uh, which is a, a great charity uh, benefiting ALS uh, uh, research. And, uh, in fact, they wore the reverse retro jerseys last night. If you notice yep. that. Uh, those sweaters from last night's game against San Jose will also be auctioned off this week with the proceeds benefiting ALS action. Mm, very good. Very nice. You were wrong. Well, listen. I <laughs> made a little jokey jokey. You you got your thong in a bit of a bunch. Right. You talk, talk. I thought I'd make a little joke. So they did, you know, you got MLSC makes a little bit of money, but they do some good stuff every now and then. Every too. now and then. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.